feelings. It's really more about emotion. And so doing what you feel like you want to do and, and exploring that is, is really helpful to me. It kind of bridges the gap between classical music and like music that I was raised around. And I think that that's necessary because you can't enjoy the music if you're playing it by somebody else's rules. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Waverly Long. That was Kaylee Holiday performing Gigue from Bach's second cello suite. Holiday, who has been playing cello for 10 years, is currently a senior at Proviso Mathematics and Science Academy. She will be studying cello performance at Northwestern University's Beenan School of Music this fall. There's a, a big difference in the way that Black people approach music culturally, just like jazz, rap, all of that kind of stuff. Is It's a very big difference from the way you approach classical music. And so for me, just approaching classical music in that same way and just infusing more of that, that cultural uh, approach to classical music has kind of helped me deal with the <laughs> lack of representation. In addition to the way she expresses herself through her own music, Holiday said she also actively seeks compositions by Black composers and encourages others to program works by composers of color as well. She said oftentimes it's up to musicians to search for repertoire that is outside of the standard curriculum. Though it can be challenging, it is necessary. It's a lot of, a lot of looking for pieces that you want to do. And I still have not found uh, a solo piece uh, for cello that I can play by a Black composer. A 2014 study by the League of American Orchestras found that in 800 American orchestras, less than 2% of the musicians were Black. Music educators and students in the area said the lack of racial diversity stems from barriers to music education and poor representation in curriculum and programming. However, several organizations in the Chicago area are working to remove these barriers and diversify the field of classical music. Instruments, cases, maintenance, lessons, classes, festival fees. The financial barriers associated with entering the field of classical music can prove difficult. The college audition process is especially expensive. There are application fees, trial lessons, and travel expenses for in-person auditions. If you're working to help support your family, then the time that you are at your job is time that you can't be practicing. And so that's definitely a barrier. One local organization that focuses on removing barriers to high-quality music education is the Merritt School of Music, where Holiday studies music outside of school. Studying music is, it's not something that happens overnight, and it's also not something you can do on your own. Right? First of all, you need access to a teacher who can not just teach you the techniques, but really guide your growth as a person, somebody who can really be there for you. You also need... Um, ideally, you need your family support, whether it's parents or older siblings. You need the family buy-in to be engaged and to be supportive in music studies because it's time-consuming, it takes many years, it takes so much effort. That was Beanan PhD candidate Taichi Fukumura, the director of orchestras at the Merritt School of Music. 
He said Merit focuses on making music education as accessible as possible. Recognizing that access to transportation can be a barrier, Merit offers off-site locations to students. So Merit has always been about serving the demographics of the city of Chicago, having a student body that represents the city of Chicago, and not just providing lessons, chamber music, and orchestra, but a full package. So they get theory lessons, they get elective classes, all kinds of things. And they can explore not just classical, but many different types of music as they learn. The Merritt School of Music also spearheaded the Chicago Musical Pathways Initiative, a selective program geared toward providing resources to students of color who are interested in pursuing a career in classical music. Holiday is part of the initiative's scholarship program, which she said has played a crucial role in decreasing the financial barriers to her music education. They pay for lessons. Uh, they help me pay for my instrument. They help me pay for the application fees that I was talking about. They, uh, oh, they do so much. Um, they, they really are the reason that the financial barriers have not been that, that much of a barrier for me. Beyond financial barriers, Holiday said Black representation is vital to encouraging young Black people to pursue classical music. Representation is so important because there's things that you don't even think of that are like possibilities until you see somebody else do it. You're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think Black people could do that. <laughs> she recalled learning about composer Florence Price, the first Black woman to have a major work debuted by a symphony orchestra. Just hearing it, it's like, wow, like, that was, a, that was a while ago, you know, that was a long time ago, and she did that then. And so there's a chance for somebody else to do it again. And just seeing the first person to do that is, is so impactful. And I don't think people realize, like, like, you don't think there were any Black composers because you've never seen any. And that, that will definitely change some mindsets if there were more representation. Second year Beanin master's student Kyle Dixon is involved with several music education organizations in the area. He said oftentimes he is his mentee's main outlet to engage with music outside of their teachers and ensembles. So it's important to him that he helps introduce his mentees to pieces by black composers. And to me, that's where the work starts, right? It's, it's exposing our students to this wealth of repertoire that's out there that can help to broaden their um, understanding of what classical music has been and the kind of people that have participated in it um, so that they can see too that, you know, their culture is just as much a part of classical music as any others. Dixon is also the assistant conductor of the Southside Chicago Youth Symphony, another local organization focused on supporting minorities in music. He said it's an inclusive ensemble comprised mostly of students of color with a wide range of skill. We're constantly trying to program so that our students are exposed to, like I said, musicians of color, soloists of color, uh, composers of color. And again, it's, it's about sort of changing the mindset of, of what, um, I guess, the history of classical music tells us, right? For so long, we've had this one image of classical music and who uh, participated in it, who wrote for it. And if we start digging out those works that have been covered up for all this time, um, we find that our world is, looks a lot more diverse than we thought that we did. In addition to music education programs, Dixon also prioritizes representation in his own concerts. 
He's a violinist with the string quartet Decomposed, an ensemble that performs concerts featuring works all by Black composers. Outside of their concerts, Dixon said the quartet has several educational initiatives, including a youth-centered family concert series and several coloring books of Black classical musicians. In addition to programming, Dixon said it's equally crucial to have an inclusive curriculum in the classroom. By expanding the repertoire used in music theory and in other music classes, educators can open up the traditional and traditionally white music curriculum. If a teacher can teach a concept using material by um, a Black theorist or a Black composer, those things, again, everything sort of chips away at this culture, this misconception that classical music is only formed by white people. (laughs) Fukumura added that it's important for teachers to dive into these works just as they do for musicians who are part of the traditional canon, such as Bach and Beethoven. If you're programming Florence Price, you know, find out all of her, her songs, chamber works, orchestral works, you know, everything, and truly try to understand that composer just the way you would Beethoven. And that way, in education, the students aren't just doing pieces that they forget who the composer was, they forget what the title was. Instead, they're really getting to know that person. Dixon also emphasized the importance of not tokenizing composers of color. Rather than only having occasional concerts to highlight composers of color, musicians should incorporate works by composers of color in all programs. Every chance I get, I'm, you know, hiring soloists of color, you know, and and like I said, doing those things like programming and featuring composers and artists of color and things like that to to really make sure that all of this is represented when when I'm giving concerts and when I'm interacting with my students. Through individuals actively seeking to study and program pieces from a wide range of composers, the fields of classical music will change. If it's important for each of us, then our canon is, has shifted because every single one of us did our part in, in sort of presenting a, a fuller spectrum of music. In addition to diversifying its own programming and curriculum, Dixon said there are several ways Beenan can support the work of music education programs in the area. Maybe the first thing would be to start finding ways to repurpose funds to support more musicians of color that are applying to their schools, scholarship opportunities um, that perhaps go towards students from communities that are sort of music education deserts. You know what I mean? Uh, Because in a lot of cases, these students have clawed their way to the top through so many different obstacles and money usually is the main one <laughs> and and that usually is sort of the sort of the access code that's the door to opportunities right if you have the the, the finances to to fund the education and the training then you you know you'll have a more fruitful career so i think that scholarship opportunities can always be revisited by all schools Fukumura also called for the university to actively search for other ways to make a more inclusive environment overall. A lot of effort has to be made to reach out to people, but also a lot of introspective work has to be done within the school to say, are we an open enough environment? Are we overlooking elements where we could be making things uncomfortable or impossible for some people to feel like they belong? It's not up to the students to find their way to be comfortable in a hostile environment. The environment needs to be scrutinized and improved. 
Moving forward, Dixon hopes inclusive music education can lead to progress in the broader world of classical music. This is something that I feel really passionately about because I wouldn't have had a future in music had it not been for the string of amazing music educators that sort of helped me to get here. And so I'm really passionate about education uh, because I know I've seen what it can do. And it can, you know, it can make or break your reality, you know, <laughs> as being a musician. I think that if we want to change the narrative of classical music, it has to start with the next generation of musicians that are conditioned to, to see classical music as more inclusive. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Waverly Long. This episode was reported and produced by me, with additional production by Emily Sakai. The music in this episode was courtesy of Kaylee Holliday. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Madison Smith. The digital managing editor is Haley Fuller. And the editor-in-chief is Sneha Day.